gentlemen, welcome to The Long Shot. The spooky... By the way, I thought it was hilarious that you typed this. The spooky, <coughs> spooky long shot. Um, in the meeting, in the, in the uh, invite, it said spooky long shot. It's the spookiest day of the year. We are recording this on the evening of Halloween. Um, which I did not go trick-or-treating. Did you? No. By the way, my name is Sean Conroy, and I am one of the hosts of the show. The other host is Amber Kenny. She's Hello. sitting directly across from me. By across, I mean across town. Do you so normally you go? Not, you you normally go. go <laughs> you did not go <laughs> I did not. Uh, any costuming at all? Yeah, I'm, I'm wearing a costume right now. What's your... I'm Joe Cool. From uh, Peanuts. Mm-hmm. I did not do a costume today. Um, I've lived in this complex for like 15 years now. Not once ever has there been trick-or-treaters in here. Right, because you have to... But let there it... are kids who live in here now. Uh, oh, no. Because they... They scream every day, and uh, they were out trick-or-treating when I came home from wherever I was. Little kids just going from one door to the other, and the guy, I think he's the father of some of the kids. It's a guy I've known for years and years here, a neighbor, I don't know his name or anything, but it was like our eyes met across the courtyard, and he was like, yeah, we're just going trick-or-treating, and I was like, great that's great and he was like yeah we're coming up to your place next and i was like good luck <laughs> so needless to say they did not show up <laughs> uh, did not come by so happy halloween everybody i hope everybody's having a great time uh this is the long shot it is a podcast it is a show that we always start with a segment that we like to call checking in so let's Let's start today with Amber checking in. What's going on, Amber? Yeah, um, this is actually Happy Halloween. This is actually my second Halloween costume of the season, which is pretty crazy because I feel like I've gone several years without a Halloween costume to be found. But um, DreamWorks had a big Halloween bonanza bash, bash on Thursday because we're all only in the office Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and it didn't make sense to have tomorrow. Right. In November. It, for some reason, it's only one day, but it feels like, no, weird. Um, so yeah, we had it on Thursday and um, as a team, my team wanted to do a team costume, but we spent, like so long being like, what are you going to do? What are you going to like, like, um, we brought up that conversation before I went to Mexico and I was like, okay, like just let me know when I get back. And I got back and I was like, so what's going on with the Halloween costume? And they're like, no progress. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, um, it was like a thing where it was hard to find the perfect sweet spot of not everyone wanted to put in a ton of effort but we wanted to be funny, but we wanted to be work appropriate, but we wanted to be clever, but. And also everybody has different ideas about what those things mean. 
Exactly. And like some people are like, let's be really conceptual. But then anytime we would pitch something like that, everyone's like, oh, that's too hard. That's too hard. That's too hard. Like it, it wasn't even a very productive brainstorming session because it was like the famous thing from improv. You know how you're supposed to yes and right. it was like why don't we no that's too hard no like i was like well could we talk what about if it we're all the philosophers no. from the stoic <laughs> school of philosophy right. now how about if we're spanky and the rest of our gang but like not that every idea was amazing but we could maybe absorb it a little bit longer and possibly get to our next idea but it was all yeah. very like shut everything down shut everything no. down shut no. everything down yeah um, so then people stopped even pitching ideas because it's not like a safe place to pitch ideas. Um, and so the head of the department was on vacation last week and it doesn't matter. Like, and the previous week he was in Two meetings. Weeks vacation so he, was, he, had. He, he had one week vacation, but he was out of the office in meetings the week before. So it was easy for us all to meet without uh, him look next week i have vacation so as it happens this week i'm gonna have some meetings <laughs> very difficult for me to be here um yeah sorry to that point it's something that's been like rattling around in my head and this is the first time i'm saying it out loud mm -hmm. and um i'm just curious to see your reaction so on thursday i'm jumping ahead we're gonna get back to hauling but i was like working at my desk and it was this is typing right You're yeah typing, typing right yeah, i'm yeah. working my papers flying ink is everywhere and um tie is askew yes i had something that i needed to do so it was like basically six o'clock time to leave yeah and this girl the whistle comes, just blew right this girl comes by that i know from marketing i've known her for quite some time she's in the marketing department just not on my I'm direct team person. and she was like hey and i was like hi and she's like i this is the latest i've seen anyone from the digital team stay in the office zing and i was like okay i, I like i i think at the time i was like no, I'm, I mean, it depends. There's times that I leave and there's times that I work from home and there's times that I have meetings, but like, Oh no, I usually leave by noon. That's why this is the latest <laughs> I see anybody here. But like, I, I don't know. It's been playing in my head. Cause it's just like fucking pay attention to yourself. Like, what do you care? It was, it was so clearly, I don't know. Aggressive. Yes. And, and, um, you know, like tend to your own garden. Like you're spending so much time thinking about what everyone else is doing. I guarantee we're doing more work than her, but like, right. who cares? Who cares? What? <sighs> yeah. You're responsible for the carrots. Focus on the carrot. Look, I know I said tend to your own garden. We are all working on the same same garden, garden but, but you're part of the garden. You're part of it right. is the carrots. We're the peas. Peas and carrots. Peas and carrots. Right. Different things. Right. Process. Well, and I just know her, so I was like, oh, she's talked about this with multiple people. Like this is not the first time this has come out of her mouth. But it's Fucking just like in Doreen gossiping uh, about how she does more than everybody. And then she has to go and say something 
passive aggressive about <laughs> how nobody's ever here that late. Right. But I just not cool, right? Not yeah. not yeah. chill. And also, also like you not her job, like it's not her not concern. Your, well, and also sometimes I do leave the office and I fucking work. I work later. I have to post things at 11 p.m. I have to post things at 4 a.m. I have to work over the weekend. Like, you don't know what my deal is, bro. Like, right. calm down. Anyway. Um, so anyway, Why are you calling me, bro? I'm not bro. <laughs> I know I shouldn't use gendered anything anymore but um don't worry about it sib because <laughs> <laughs> um okay so the head of the department was out of the office and so we meetings. were able right for meetings and we were able to talk as a team i had a little bit given up on it because it's like it seems like nobody's doing anything i could wear my joe cool sweatshirt like who cares right. and um somebody brought to you've used that before no, I bought it for this year. <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I also was like, I, I, I will, I will wear it again. Like this is something that I didn't feel I justified spending the money of being like, yeah, I could use just a red sweatshirt that says Joe Cool all the time. That's awesome. Right. Anyway, um, somebody brought the conversation. I didn't have a lot of optimism that we would get anywhere, and we were pitching all these things. But I think it did accomplish what the head of the department wanted. It was just like, we needed to do it without him there because we did, it was real fun. We bonded as a team. Um, we decided to do so. Um, okay, guys, <laughs> last temptation of Christ. So <laughs> you, Willem Dafoe, Okay. He's crying. The actor. The, the actor. <laughs> um, so earlier in the year, we had done like a post referring to Over the Hedge, and it did really well. So we did a couple more. When then, is Over the Hedge 2 coming out, by the right, way? Right. So anyway, we it we started increasing our number of over the hedge posts because they would do really well. That's like how it happens. It's addictive. And this head of the department that I'm talking about that was out of the office for two weeks, he finally in a meeting was like, what's going on with, this is not an over the hedge account. Like you guys dial it back a little bit. (laughs) And um, so that anyway, we decided that we as a team would all wear green and I would get some vines and then, and the head of our department is very tall and we would just stand next to him and say that he is over the head. (laughs) And so So it's got a little humor, a little cleverness, a little relevance. Yes. It's got it all. It's very, it's easy peasy. Yeah. Nobody has to wear makeup. Yeah. It's DreamWorksy. It's bonding. It's an inside joke, but other people could get it. It's funny. It's conceptual. Like it checks all the boxes. And then there's there's the moment where somebody goes like, what are you guys supposed to be? Are you like the green twins? What's going on? (laughs) No, 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 no. Gary, get over here. Stand here. No, it was a. It, we spent most of the day explaining it, but whatever. Um, so that was really fun, and DreamWorks goes all out for 
Halloween. It's like at lunch, basically. It's like a long lunch, and it's like you a guys full have a nice lunch. I remember we've I've been yeah. There. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like a full carnival, and um, you mean rides and stuff like games, like three card Monty, or what kind of like bonk and toss. <laughs> okay. Anybody want to play bonk or toss? Okay. Um, they made like a haunted hallway. They had just like blacked out one of the hallways, and there were scary were there guys creatures in, that. in there. I mean, were there were there there were people? It was people. scary. Yeah. And then um, there was a pumpkin carving contest, and then there was a costume contest. But what was interesting for me, this was the first time because I've worked at DreamWorks a long time now. I'm a weird like vet who kept. Like I keep being like Ooh, write that down. That'd be a good costume for next year. A vet. Veterans vet, DreamWorks vet. Yeah. Um, but I keep being like grandma DreamWorks and being like, when I first got here, Halloween was much different, you know? <laughs> um but I got to enjoy all the festivities without well, one, there's always weirdness of like do I just do the bonk and the toss by myself or do I like go with a group of people? Guys, I'm going to do bonk. Does anybody <laughs> want to participate? Oh, there, also, there also was cotton candy and there was um, fortune tellers and there, and like caramel apples. Face There's, painting. Yes, face painting. Palm readers. Mm-hmm. There was. Arm wrestling contests. I, didn't, I mean, I think maybe... People could have done them organically, but there was no. I was, you have to make official. that decision yourself. There was no like sanctioned arm wrestling contest. Um, Guys, there's a big underground arm wrestling competition going on in the men's room. <laughs> Get in there. On what surface? Right on one of the urinals, but it's the clean <laughs> one. It's the low one that nobody uses. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, so it. In the past, there's been Halloween things like that, and it's I like use that one, and it's like it's a fun idea, but it's weird when you're not hanging out with other people, or when you're hanging out with people you don't necessarily want to hang out with, or I don't know. Anyway, point is, I had to cover it for social. I had to like take pictures, right. so I was just running around, and I would like say hi to people, and then like it gave me an out to leave, but it also gave me an out to still. I'm sorry, I got to go take a picture of of smack they're doing smack over there so i I, i'll be back don't worry don't go anywhere Uh, over the hedge hedge. remember the hedge (laughs) i also didn't feel like oh i'm not i should go back to my desk if i'm not working like i was working anyway it was fun this is the most i've ever seen anybody away from their desk in the marketing oh boy oh boy anyway um so that was Thursday. So I was a hedge, part of a hedge, and Joe Cool. Very cool costumes. Yeah. Two costumes in one year. That's exciting. That's a big Yeah, I, I went to a friend's house Saturday night and I brought Smudgy. And I said that Smudgy was Snoopy and I was Joe Cool. Was it a was it a party or were you just hanging out with a friend? Yeah. <laughs> it was somewhere in between. Got it. Like it was a very casual friend hang, but people came in costumes. Because it's Saturday night before Halloween in LA. So mm-hmm. 
There were parties I could have gone to, but I was like, it feels like a lot. I don't know. Yeah, it's that time of year. The parties are starting. It's going to be Halloween, then the next thing you know, it's going to be Thanksgiving, then Christmas, then St. Patrick's Day, then... Uh, But that is my checking in. It is Halloween everywhere. Um, okay, I will go, I guess I'll go next. We don't have, uh, so two things. One is, uh, I watched the second cut of the short film I directed. <gasps> That's exciting. So I gave a bunch of notes last week and the editor adjusted all the stuff I asked for. And it's starting to take shape you know it's That's, starting to be a thing like is a, it like a, matching what was in your brain it's getting there it's getting there um i'm realizing how the process works like i'm having a better understanding of how the process works that it just it's it's a process of like figuring out how to get to what you intended it's not magic it doesn't just right happen. Like you have a uh, stone and you whittle away everything that yeah, isn't I mean, it. What is whittling? Stone is more carving. Damn it! You know, but, uh... <laughs> okay, I'm going to end the call. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm whittling the stone down into the short. <laughs> That's my Halloween costume. Uh, <laughs> I whittle stone. Get right? it? But, uh, but uh, anyway, it's just interesting because I also this week you know, whatever, who cares? This is ridiculous. But I watched for about the 90th time the pilot of a television program called Barry. I don't know if you've ever seen. I've seen Barry. Barry. Uh, Are you watching pilot, it for your class? I was watching the pilot for my pilot class, yeah. And uh, the pilot is, you know, it's funny because I watch a ton of pilots for this class and the ones that are really great really stand out. And I feel like that's one that is, there's a lot of things about it that are kind of amazing. Um, and one thing is, you know, movies, television, those are, this sounds so stupid to say, but they're visual mediums. They're storytelling mm -hmm. through images. And as a writer, I feel like I'm so focused on like, what does this person say? What does this person mm. say back to them? How do we get this, you know, information out or whatever? And Barry, like the first five or six minutes of the pilot, th there's no dialogue. It's just all action. And, Show, not tell. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you do find out a lot of stuff in just what he is doing. Um, spoiler, he's a hitman. Damn it. Um, so that's been really interesting. And then in my, so in my, in editing my short, which is a very, you know, it's not at all the same because it is very verbal and it's only, it's only going to be that long total. But you're but, more comfortable with silent moments or well, trying not to just get that. I mean, yes, there is. There, well, I guess what it is, is when you, when I wrote it, I was like, oh, there has to be dialogue here and jokes. And the joke is that the person isn't understanding what the other person is saying or whatever. But then when you start to really cut it down, it's like you can communicate misunderstandings with just a look mm. rather than with huh? what people are saying. <laughs> yeah, I wrote a lot of lines that were just like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> 
so that's I feel it. like I've seen a lot of shows, like not well-written shows, where it one of the characters, like all of their lines is just repeating back the other what the last person just said, but with a question mark. So it'll be like. I went to McDonald's. You went to McDonald's? Like, do you know what I'm saying? I do. Um, we'll I talk don't... more about that later in the show. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I did see something. God damn it. I wish I could remember what it was. And it was not La Brea. It was something else that I just watched where they had a moment like that, like in the La Brea thing where they recap everything that's happened in every scene. It's, it's continuing. I mean, we Oh, I know. I, I, I watched an, an episode for this recording. Mm-hmm. I did my homework. I'm a good kid. And um, there was one scene that I was like, Oh no, I'm not sure what's Oh, They I'm, I'm caught up. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> what? But whatever the thing was I just watched, and I really wish I could remember it because it was not La Brea, and it was something that I kind of expected more from, but they clearly had to get in stuff that had already happened. Like, they felt like they had to recap something that had already happened, so somebody said the thing, like, they were like, you know, whatever. The plane, the plane uh, took off at 5 p.m. and it was supposed to take off at 6, so it left an hour early. But they were very aware that people should know that by watching it. So the other person in the scene then went, I know, I was there, I saw it. Like, in other words... <laughs> They're commenting no, on the bad writing. Right, almost. like, you should not be telling me this because there's no reason for us to be having this conversation right Right. Now. And what's funny about that is it reminded me of years ago, there was a particular improviser I used to work with all the time who would, you know, there's different styles of improv, obviously. And one of those styles, which some people really enjoy, is very premise-heavy improv, Mm. where the other, you start a scene, but you need to make sure the other person knows the premise that you're going for so they can react the way you want them to react. It's being very, in my it's like mind, writing it's a being scene, very basically. controlling. Yes. Yeah. It's like writing the scene as opposed to building the scene with your scene partner. So this particular person who I used to improvise with all the time would frequently start scenes by, and this was the example I always used, and this is not a real example, but would start scenes by going, wait a second. This is the first line of the scene, like the, you know, lights mm-hmm. up. First line of the scene is, wait a second. You want me to put on this suit made of meat and jump into that cage full of hungry dogs? That's what you want me to do right now? Like, how do you react to that? Like, there's no, so what I used to do all the time. No, like you must have well, you can't do that. <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, so I would go. Yeah, I would I would say basically exactly what they said on the show. I'd be like, "That's j- what I just said. Why are like why are you <laughs> yeah. repeating back so to me what the, I just said?" The ball back in there yeah. again. Like, why are you? I know what I just said. You don't yeah. have to repeat it back to me. Just do what I told you to do. <laughs> and what gets really weird and meta about that is, 
if the audience is hip to it, they think it's hilarious. They know that you're going, fuck you. Why did you just do that? You know? Um, but anyway, we'll come back to that. Oh man, we're coming back to a lot of things. No, no, no. We're just not, not to the improv stuff, just to the La Brea. We're going to talk about La Brea in a couple of minutes. So, so anyway, that, that, that's one thing is I'm getting closer and closer to having something in the area. That's very of, exciting. Yeah. It's interesting. It's very interesting because it is, there's a lot of pieces to fit together, you know, different shots, different ways that people did it in different cuts, different takes, different, you know, I don't know. The, the combinations are endless of, right. of actually right. making this movie probably. And it's hard to keep all that straight in my, in my head sometimes, you know? So that's one thing. And then the other thing is I had a meeting uh, today this kind of shit is really hard. Like I, I had a meeting today to pitch an idea and it's basically an idea that we, that I've been working on with somebody for like a year. And this was the end result of that year's worth of work was a 20 minute minute meeting today where we went, this is it. Ba, 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 ba. What do you think? And that's it. We're done. You know? And, and, Chances are 99 out of 100, nothing will come of it. And but you're it, saying there's a chance. <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> uh, it's just a hard thing to walk away from, mm. you know, to go, fuck, that was it. That was it. That was everything we, you know. So I've been trying, and I, so I'm, I'm, honestly completely exhausted right now because I've just been working on this so hard for the last, well, for a year, but also just like, like cramming days yeah. trying to get the thing exactly right in my head. And it really was me basically doing, basically doing like a stand-up routine for 20 minutes that I had never done on stage in front of anybody before. Right. In front of like 10 people on Zoom who all had their mics off and were not reacting in any way. I don't know. It's just a fucked up, weird thing. Yeah. So I'm trying to be okay about just going, I worked on it really hard. I did what I could do. And now, I, you know, in other words, to not be results oriented. To not right. go, like, right. if I don't get this. It's a failure because there's right. just no, there's so many other variables involved that, you know, who knows what, what can happen. But anyway, my point is that is not easy, not easy, you know? So I went out and I had some, you know, you always have to have like something to do after a meeting like that, you know? So, so you're not just sitting and playing it back in your head over and over right. again. Or like refreshing your email. <laughs> <laughs> right. Did they like it? Did they like it? <laughs> uh, so I just went out and had some vegan ice cream at the local uh, ice cream place. And it was uh, it was good. Although I will say I fucked up. I, 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 you know how you go in and they're like, do you want to taste anything? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, can I taste this one? And they were like, yeah, here's the thing. And they gave me the thing I wanted to taste, and I tasted it. Great. And then I was like, yeah, I'll have that. Can I have a couple scoops of that? And it's like, 
if you're going to taste something, don't get the thing you tasted. You're supposed to take advantage of tasting other things, right? Mm. Unless it's really good. It was really good, but I feel still feel like I fucked it up, you know. What flavor did you get? Uh I can't remember. It was like vanilla caramel swirl vegan surprise bonk or something like that. Like it was a <laughs> toss and bonk. It was a lot of stuff. Yeah. It uh, sounds good. It was good. And the vegan ice cream they make is made with like coconut milk and coconut cream and so it tastes very coconutty so mm-hmm. on top of right that's a flavor right there is also, yeah. yeah uh so that's that's you know that's my checking in that's what i have that's uh that's where i'm going with that i love it um now we were going to talk about episode four of La Brea. So do you want to get into that? Sure. Yeah. I just watched it this afternoon. Great. Um, and I already said, I, I said to Amber before we started the show, I watched about half of it. I watched to the big, the big cliffhanger in the middle. And then I, I, uh, I didn't finish the whole thing. So, well, boy, so how talk through the part that I have seen that you have seen. Okay. Then you're going to go through the rest of it and spoil it for me. And I'm going to, I already know what the big twist is. I know it. What is it? I'm not going to say it until we get to the moment where it's right to say it, but yes, okay. I know what it is. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Um, go ahead. Well, we start, I remember we predicted that we'd be back in 1988. And as a matter of fact, we are. And that was one of the scenes that I was worried, like, oh, no, like, I don't know who that guy is in 1988 that they're with because I missed that episode. Like, right. am I going to be lost? And they were like, well, I am a, like, forensic geologist. geologist and I'm here to help you charge your iPhone. And so that we have proof to save everyone from the tidal wave. And I was like, Oh, great. Like I'm caught up. <laughs> that was the scene. That, I was, that like, oh. was, that was a great, yeah, that was a great moment where she goes, <laughs> she literally does exactly what I was just talking about where she goes, you said it yourself, unless we can figure out this thing. <laughs> There's like, going to be the worst tsunami me? in the history. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, so he figures out how to charge their iPhone. Right. I thought this was really funny because he was like, it's a computer and a phone and a camera. Like, uh-huh. my mind is blown, which, true, like, sure, yes. But um, the reason they really wanted the phone was for the pictures from 10,000 BC as proof. But then when he scrolls to the pictures from 10,000 BC. all kinds of stuff we never saw before, right? Well, and it's garbage. Like, if I saw that, I'd be like, that doesn't prove <laughs> shit. It's like a green squiggly. It's a saber-toothed tiger, like, that uh-huh. could be at a museum. Like, there's right. nothing that is written as proof, it feels like. They were very bad pictures. Well, and... I'm trying to I'm trying to read my notes, and of course I can't read them. But he's oh, I know what it was that really bothered me in that scene. But he is insistent that he really needs to get this proof to the person who's going to be able to save the day, which is the head of his geology department. And I'm like, that's the person you're going to in this situation is the head of a fucking geology department at Caltech. Um, but also, he said that she doesn't like respect him or believe anything he says. (laughs) And he also said she's well-renowned in her field. 
Right. Which in my head is like, that's not English. You don't say somebody is well-renowned. That's not a thing. That's like a bad translation of somebody speaking another language. Uh, so I was like, I don't know what happened there if they just didn't get a good take of that. So they're using him saying well-renowned when he fucked up his line or something. But well-renowned is not a thing. That's not a thing anybody would ever say. Or maybe they're just like somebody, whoever was supposed to read through the script and go, does this, does this sound right? They were like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, um, also, I'm not sure how they met this guy, but it, was it his house that they broke into? No, they met him because he was standing next to them at one point. <laughs> oh my God. Cause they both like trust each other. Like, yeah. Till the ends of the earth. And I'm right. like, there's no way you guys know each other that well. He, he was when when the Hollywood sign fell and they were at Hollywood Park. Remember that? <laughs> Which it definitely exists. Right. He <laughs> was there and he just overheard them and he was like, Yes, I also know about these uh, come to my sequels. house. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I, I mean, feel like whole... even if even if I was in a park and somebody was like, Yeah, I know what you're talking about, I'd be like, Cool. <laughs> cool. Stranger danger. All right. See you later. Um, but I guess if it's, if it means saving the world or whatever. Well, it's going to, as you said yourself, it is going to be the worst tsunami in the history of the world. So. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's 1988 at the beginning. We'll right. come back to 1988. Mm-hmm. There will be interesting things that we learn in 1988 that you have not learned yet, Sean. Okay. Um, then they full on are like playing. Oh, the fog comes in. That was really funny to me <laughs> because oh. one of them said, I remember this happening before. Gavin. Gavin and says it. He's like, I remember this happening before. The visibility gets really bad. And it's like, we'll yeah, never, it's we'll... fog. <laughs> what are you talking about? We'll never be able to find each other once the fog rolls in. I think he said, like, we need to move or something. And all they're doing is, like, setting up an observation post. Like, we're, they're not moving anywhere. He was like, we need to get this done because we won't be able to see anything. But they the were describing rolls. fog as though that was something that only existed in 10,000 BC. Right, like, right. we people have experienced fog before. I guess my take on It that, was supposed to be, like, extreme fog? Yeah, was that it was like, this is the crazy 10,000 BC fog. Like, you guys don't know. Because of global warming, you don't know what fog can really <laughs> be like. When you talk about being blanketed by fog, this is a fucking for it's real a weighted blanket, blanket. Yeah. yeah yes um, in a way it's very comforting but yes but so yeah the fog is coming in but also they're sort of prepping to go to war with the villagers that they stole food from now, my understanding was they voted against starting a war with the villagers <laughs> because yeah. if i remember correctly the question was <laughs> Who thinks it's a good idea to start a war with this village about but, food? Or all, who else wants to starve oh, to with death? A, with a heavily armed village, I believe. Right, 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 right. Um, but yes, like, I guess in the fog, somebody saw, like, village was, warriors on their way. It was way. Son of Cop and Cult yeah. Girl. Are out <laughs> yeah. And Son of Cop loves Cult Girl, right? 
Well, that's what I was saying last week is it feels like they're moving into a romantic area. And then yeah. this week, the very first thing was he's like choking to death on eggs. And she's like, oh, my God, I have to save him. And then he goes, oh, I'm kidding. And they're both like, <laughs> so they're, you know, they're getting yeah. closer and closer to fuck town, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but then we get some CGI wolves. Holy I, shit. I forget like where in the story and it doesn't that's the, part I, that's the part I stopped watching after <laughs> but that was kind of yeah it was crazy well because what happens is the warriors uh-huh. show up to the camp mm-hmm. first they're setting up Eve is like we got to build a huge well, fire well, we got to build a giant fire with wood and clothes Every, wood and your clothes before all of that we yes. forgot a big story point so our favorite stoner friend, yes. he needs to get Gavin back to the evil scientist by himself to get into the building. Right. And um, and we do see a little bit of the attempt to get in the building. I don't know if you got that far in the episode. I did. And I was like, this is not something we've seen before. No, like- it's weird to have a flashback to something we've never seen. Like, why did they not show that happening? That's why I feel, that's why I still feel like something weird happened where they like had that scene in and they shot it. And then they were like, we don't have time. So let's take it out. And now they're like, we could just flash back to that scene. Or, or the writers were like, you know, it'd be so cool is if we just see the stoner guy come back and we don't know what the fuck happened. I mean, that is the thing, is that this show is so about mystery, but in such a weird way, mm-hmm. in a way that doesn't totally make sense. Well, and the ones, the, the mysteries that are interesting, they, like, answer <laughs> so fast. Right. <laughs> like, no attention. Like, like, okay, so the very beginning, not not the first scene of the episode, but maybe, like, the third or fourth scene of the episode, the the girl from the woman, she's a woman. She's not a girl from the, now who was the little girl who was friends with the other girl, the two girls. who we don't know what happened to them, who they got molested by the guy who died in the first moment of falling into the sinkhole, the cult mm-hmm. leader, or he was using them to sell magazine subscriptions. We still don't know what the truth of that. Or he has some tie to this dang sinkhole. Right. But but he's dead in, in 10,000 BC. He died when they first in, got there. In present day, 10,000 10, BC. Because right. there might be one of him in the village, like on a different timeline. Right, right, right. But the, the, the woman from, to, from 2022, mm-hmm. who was the little girl who was with the mm-hmm. older sister back in, or the older girl back then is now sort of chasing that girl around and going, I love you. I came to save you. I'm here to help you. Why won't you talk to me? So there's a scene between the two of them where, oh, it's when son of cop and cult girl are about to go to fuck town. And then she sees the grown up version of her little girl friend coming towards them. And she's like, I'm going to go get some water and starts running away. And the other woman follows her and is like, why are you avoiding me? And it's just a weird scene because we don't learn anything new in mm-hmm. that scene. It's, it's not really a scene. It's, it's 
a different version of recapping what we already know about the two of them, which is that something weird happened. Yeah. Yeah. Something weird happened. And the older one is cares about the, the now older one who was the younger one cares about the younger one who's the older one. Oh God. She's like, I love you. I want to help you. And the other, and the other one's like, not right now. And she just leaves. Um, but then also, uh, Scott, the guy Mm -hmm. who, who, our stoner dude, he's like, I found a marijuana field where the Whole Foods is. And I'm like, how the fuck does he know where the Whole Foods is in 10,000 BC? <laughs> um, but then Son of Cop goes off into the woods because he's like, I'm going to find I those. think that guy's lying. I'm going to go find the marijuana field. But like, you can't prove a negative. That's a, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Was like yeah. just because he doesn't find the marijuana field doesn't, doesn't mean, mean the guy it was doesn't lying. Exist. Yeah. <laughs> it just means he couldn't necessarily find the field that that guy found. Right. So he sets off to do that. Uh, they want to get Gavin back for Aldridge. They know that these warriors are coming from the other village. So then they start a fire with the pants. He was like, we got to start a big fire. And Izzy is like, like, that's going to draw them right to us. And then her boyfriend's like, like, yeah, yeah. He's like, like, she knows what she's doing. That's exactly what she wants. So the warriors show up. They stab all the people who live in the camp. And then it turns out that they made straw straw figurines. And that's why they were looking for clothes to go with Mm -hmm. what they made it seem like they were doing that. Because for the fire, the clothes. Yeah, it turns out they were making figurines for them, and then them. our friends surrounded the villagers, which also was fucking hilarious to me because I'm like, <laughs> how do they have an advantage just by being on the other side of them? Like <laughs> the, the 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 warriors invading were like, I guess I guess we're screwed. There's nothing we can do. They're on the other side of us, and we try to stab the, you know. So anyway, they got us, and then the chieftain woman. Uh-huh. Shows Pada, up. Pada, para, para. No idea. Um, the one who who had a whole thing with the brain tumor guy. Yeah. Which we never saw any of that really either. But they had a whole relationship apparently, and now that relationship might be over. It's over. Not. We don't yeah. know what's going on. He's still clearly in love with her, even though he was he was suicidal when the show started. Well, she didn't want the villagers to go to war. So, so she was, stop she was there to stop it and she's going to punish them for right. starting the attack. The but oh. big problem. How do we get the warriors from the village who are about to kill them for stealing their food and the people who stole the food, who voted against starting a <laughs> war with heavily armed warriors but then did it anyway. <laughs> How do we get them all on the same They side? did both things now. Yes. <laughs> they did both things they voted against. Uh, how do we get them all on the same side? We need to, to fight the Klingons. A common enemy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know about the Klingons. I didn't see that part. Because that was what I was thinking the whole time was where the fuck are the Klingons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but... Before the Klingon, I'm assuming you're saying the Klingons show up later in the episode, but before, no, nope. okay. they're not a problem. Apparently, it feels like means they're not interested. In it feels like each group of actors like needs one day off. Time off. Like I'm off Monday, so we just uh-huh. don't shoot 
Klingons. We don't shoot 1988 on Tuesdays, you know, like. Um, but but instead, it's a bunch of wolves show up. Mm-hmm. A bunch of really sketchy looking computerized yeah Uh, and what i loved about that and again that was the part where i i just literally couldn't watch it anymore because i was too exhausted and i didn't have time uh but what was really funny about that to me is they kept showing pov shots of the wolves (laughs) chasing after people like the wolf would be like from the wolf wolf cam (laughs) <laughs> would see who they were going after and then they would get closer and closer and closer and then the door would shut right when they got there so there was no way so that way you don't have to see the shitty cgi wolf you just see from their point of view right. that they're going after these people these people and you get the danger and the right, urgency right. um so that's when i turned it off was act break the wolves are here everybody's hiding in cars hiding in buses hiding in trains all the vehicles that fell into the sinkhole when this, this La Brea thing opened up. Oh, here's a thing that we forgot to talk about, which I thought was fascinating Mm -hmm. was brain tumor guys out in the woods. Well, this is what I was going to bring up. I didn't know what part this was. What it was, it was, that was before the wolves showed up. Mm -hmm. So brain tumor guys out in the woods and he's like walking along and he's very proper British man. And he walks, Uh he's walking through the woods and then he's like, Holy shit, Cyrus, what are you doing out here? He just runs into a fucking dude in the middle of nowhere that we've never seen in the show before this. And then we have to know where they came from. So he goes, the last time I saw you, you were sitting on my couch and we were doing psychoanalysis of some (laughs) sort as we were discussing your dreams and your hopes and aspirations. And the other guy's like, yeah, I was with, some people from La Brea, like somehow from La Brea is now how they describe people. He's like, I was with some people from La Brea and, and the brain tumor guy's like, where are they? Where are they? And he goes, I don't know. I lost them in the fog. <laughs> so, so that guy clearly has to be there for some reason and give us new information. Well, yeah. he wants spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so here's my prediction that either Son of Cop and Older Cult Girl Mm -hmm. or uh, uh, Teenage Wasteland and College Dropout are the parents of Gavin. Oh, interesting. Because... That's the other thing is Gavin keeps going. So my parents are still alive and they're involved in all this and there's something going on with them. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, uh, the scientist and the stoner explain that, oh, the reason the Klingons are, I mean, it's just so hilariously <laughs> banal, but he's like, the reason the Klingons are digging out those black stones is they use those to power the time machine that's in the building. That we and they're like, you to. mean we can control the, the time travel? <laughs> there's a- there's a, there's a room in the building with a portal and you can go to whatever time you want to. So we've got to get in there and make sure we're going to 1988. I also like when the other guy calls him out for his ankle. He's like, so your ankle healed, healed pretty quick, huh? And he's like, I guess the marijuana made it, Peter. Oh, boy. 
Okay. Well, I'm going to have gaps because it's very hard for me to pay attention the whole way through, but I will tell, really, really hard. I agree. I agree. (laughs) I mean, like I said before, I watch these pilots all the time and I take notes and I know how to do it and I know how to Uh get story points down. I find it impossible. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. I'm like, what the fuck is happening right Um, now? I will address your predictions. Okay. The parents show up by the end of the episode. We meet Gavin's mom. His mom. Okay. And where do you think she is? And who do you think she is? Because you already made one guess and it was incorrect. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. So then she's in the building and she's one of the scientists in there. Nope. She's in a weather balloon flying overhead, (laughs) making predictions about what's going to happen. She is in 1988. She is, in fact, the head of the geology department. Ah, of course. (laughs) No wonder she's so (laughs) well-renowned. So that's at the very end of the episode. But like the boy's like, so you're saying that you're my grandpa? (laughs) So she knows that she has. So she's already given birth to Isaiah. She knows everything. (laughs) It was not hard to explain stuff to her. She's like, oh, yeah, it's probably because Gavin, my son. (laughs) Like no one is confused by the things that she. So so she already knew about the about the sinkholes and everything when this dude obsessed with sinkholes goes to her. Again, I have gaps, but yes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Um, Evil scientist woman. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make out of the wolf attack. I did see her, this was funny, because a wolf attacks her and basically rips her throat out in in the very first couple moments of the wolf attack. Yeah. Then I forget who, but two of the two of the two of the other people grab her. They're like, this way, and they bring her into the bus. <laughs> and when they pick her up, she's fine. There's no blood, there's nothing. There's no there's nothing wrong with her. But I was like, the wolf clearly just ripped her throat out. No, like the episode. Out. One of the last scenes, if not the last scene, is our favorite stoner dude, like, digging a grave and crying. Apparently, he liked her after all that. I thought they, I don't know. They had a complicated relationship. They really did. Um, Eve and Izzy have, like, an extremely long scene, like, unnecessarily long scene, where Izzy's like, I know that you're mad at me. Because I lost a leg. Oh, I that- did see that. Too. Okay. okay, okay. Izzy blames herself for, for the her marriage splitting up. Yes, yeah. she doesn't. She's like, I know about dad's drinking. I know about daddy's <laughs> drinking. And Eve just keeps going. There's other things you don't know about. She's like, No, uh-huh. I do. I do. I know. I know that everything went south as soon as I lost my leg, and yeah. that's why it happened. And she's like. No, no, there's no, no, other no, stuff. No, there's totally like, other stuff. I know about the other stuff. I know it's about my <laughs> I know, life. it no, kept going. Too. I was like, just say it. <laughs> and she never does. By the end of that scene, she never says, I had an affair with somebody. I cheated on your father. Oh, she tells him the second time we return to that scene. Okay, so that scene him. is still going when we come back later. Yeah, and, and that she's like, conversation. She w- and, um, and she told Izzy kind of everything and that Gavin knows everything. But again, I was like, no one, like, I don't care about personal drama. Like, you're But also, just from a writing point of view, Mm -hmm. that should happen in the same scene. There's no reason to spread that out over two scenes. Because in the first scene, nothing happens. I know. It's just her going, 
you guys broke up because of my leg. No, it wasn't that. It was something else. (laughs) No, it was my leg. No, it was not your leg. It was something else. Oh, it was? What else was it? Well, there was a lot of things going on. I know about those things, but it was about my leg. Right. It's like those should happen in the same scene. She should go. Right. I cheated on your father and I was unfaithful to him with his best friend. That's why I went to Germany. If you remember that part of the show that we talked, <laughs> so, we do a lot of things that we had. We don't see it, but um, we talk about it. But yeah, those are the big things. The twist I was, I was teasing was the fact that the 1988 geologist woman is in fact Gavin's mother. So Gavin is not there in 1988. No, Gavin's still in 10,000 BC. The, the, his son learns this with... Right, but I guess I'm saying, where the fuck is he? Because at that time, he would have been much younger. He would have been born, for sure. Right, so that must be (laughs) when he went in and became Isaiah. And then... (sighs) And then came back and got adopted. And then became like a fighter pilot. Yeah. (laughs) And had flashbacks and became a drinker, and his wife cheated on him. And And went to Germany. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, that's that episode for the most part. I'm sure I'm missing big things, but we so still haven't. Big, we what was we the big resolve of the wolf situation. I don't know. That's what I I really checked out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Duran Duran showed up. <laughs> but uh, we were wrong. We both guessed that we would see inside the building, and still haven't seen inside. We had in that flashback. We got close, but I. I feel like they're like, what are we like? They're scrambling, like, what could be in this building? Like, they're really they're kicking it down the road. But I mean, that's oh, we, I mean, that was the problem with Lost, right? Was that everybody said, oh, they didn't really have a plan. Ultimately, they just had these great ideas that didn't go anywhere. And this is like one step removed from that because they like, don't even have great ideas. We're gonna get to the good stuff eventually. We'll right. build up to it, and then we'll. Oh, by the that's time what. We get I- to season four, people will be like, holy shit. That's what I was going to tell you. I forgot there was one other update. So um, the psychologist who ran into his patient in the woods, he runs into him one more time and he's like having a long conversation with him and chief this woman comes and uh, his, his relationship woman. Yes. And he was like, basically gave him hope in life, but now the relationship is over as far as she's concerned. And he was like, he was like, Oh my God, this is my patient. And then he turns around and he's like, where did he go? And the chieftain's like, you've been standing in this field talking to yourself for a really long time. No one was ever. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, oh, that's a symptom of my brain tumor. Oh, my God. So that's like, I was laughing that you're like, oh, there's got to be a reason this guy showed up. But it's like, yes. I guess my brain tumor is getting worse. I'm going to have to operate on myself. Yeah. So I'll there's to something's going to come up in my own head and pull out a piece of my tumor. Well, I was as dumb as like he's an imaginary figure is. Mm-hmm. I was happy because I was like, there can't be a like fifth La Brea civilization. Like, come right. on, you guys. Right, right. Um. So yeah, it actually made me. It, 
it was better to me that it was. But then there also has to be a reason why he's there. Like, what is, what else is he going to give us besides, oh, I have this brain tumor and it's bad because we already knew that. And how does this help in it? Well, I guess maybe there's some information that has to from from here on out. He's an unreliable narrator. Anytime he's by himself, the scene may or may not actually be happening. Right. These wolves are not actually (laughs) digital. They are real. But you know what I'm like, that, that could be what they're setting up. I don't know. This is making me want to go watch the second half of the episode. You should watch it. And you're going to be like, it was really interesting how they escaped the wolves. And I'm gonna be like, sorry, I was looking at my nails. I don't know. The wolves <laughs> took all the figurines back to their lair. And, and I and I probably left out other things, but that was Cliff's notes. Stuff. I'm just trying yeah. to think if I got, if I wrote anything down that was worth mentioning. Also, 1988 grandma is like wearing a 1988 like power business suit which i like nice um no the patient was the big thing to me where i was like oh my god fucking kidding me that there's another but i didn't even have the reaction of like there can't be another group i was just like oh there is another group so it's good that you (laughs) Uh... you but i also like the idea that he was she was just watching him talk to himself in a field for a really long time Just watching, just like, hmm, oh boy, he looks like he's having a hard time. <laughs> or a I good should, time. Maybe I should, no, I'm just going to let him, I'm going to let him peter out until it seems like he's not talking yeah. anymore. Then I'll go over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also, th- this is the last thing I'll say, is there was a moment, so I guess I watched a little bit after we came back from the cliffhanger break of, oh no, there's wolves, there's wolves, they're coming, everybody take... That was another thing. I love when people go, take cover. Like, take cover? What are we, (laughs) under an artillery bombardment? Uh, Take cover from the wall. Like, cover is just a thing you say when you're, yeah, something's coming down at you. But anyway, you come back, and Levi has a bow and arrow. Oh, yes! I forgot! forgot. Okay, there are good things of how they got away from the wolves. That just piques my memory. And so it involves the bow and arrow. Yes. Because she, Eve says, just says it. She just goes, I know how to shoot a bow and arrow. I used to hunt with my father. Like, that was the only. So she's an expert on the bow and arrow. That's the only thing I was going to say. And I was like, I feel like we should have known this information by now. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like she just fucking said it in the moment. And I was like, okay, that's going to figure prominently. She's going to be an expert. So is she like an expert archer who kills all the wolves? Yeah. I, again, Lost no it. idea. <laughs> but I was like, oh, right. I think she was involved with her bow and arrow. Yeah, I know how to shoot a bow and arrow. I used to hunt with my with my father. I know how to shoot a bow and arrow. I watched the movie Hawkman a million right. times, and it's not that hard. I know how to shoot a bow and arrow. The sky is blue. Like, this is so boring. Next. I mean, that is that is the thing, is that when you have a moment like that that's so important to the defense, to the defense of all these people... You have to set that up somehow. Mm-hmm. You can't just in the moment go, oh, look, a bow and arrow. Hey, guess what? I know how to do. Right. You know. Uh, all right. So next week we'll get into the next episode. So why don't we do uh, why don't we do a segment that we call parting shots and then we'll uh, we'll, we'll 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 come back next week. 
Sounds good. Uh, so parting shots, I'm going to go with starting with Amber tonight. Okay, Amber, great. Um, I'm going to start. My, the first thing is going to be, it's going to be sort of in the same vein of what we were talking about. But like I told you, we've been watching spooky movies and uh, for Halloween season. And we watched Scream 2 recently because we're trying to find ones that are like spooky light. Um those are and, fun movies, those scream movies. Yeah, yeah, and it's it. I haven't revisited them in so long, and it's um, kind of a fun time capsule too. Um, anyway, uh, but there's a scene in Scream Two what where the early seventies they came out. Nineteen ninety eight, I think, is Scream Two. Um, but there's a scene. I think there was like a horrible murder at one of the sorority houses. And um, at another sorority house, like people learn of this and they all run to go see it, which is a strange reaction, I feel like. But the scene made me laugh so hard because it's just a, a, a wide shot of the house and like people streaming out of the house. And in that crowd, there was a dog. <laughs> and so I just like the idea of the dog's like, oh, I got to see this murder. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. I thought that was very funny and I enjoyed it. Um, I can't believe it's November. I mean, tomorrow. But yep. and when this comes out, it'll be November. So this year, man, it. It happened. <laughs> Um, I could come up with a better parting shot than either of those, but I choose not to. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, I carved a pumpkin for the first time in years and years and years this weekend. That was, It's so much more labor intensive than I even remembered. It took forever, but um, it was fun. What did you carve? Jack-o'-lantern? Yeah, just classic Standard. triangle AIs. Just normal. Um, Jeff did Boss Baby, <laughs> and it's really good. He, ambitious. He used a little bit of a stencil, but still, I. It's impressive. Now he's done that kind of thing before, right? He comes from like a competitive pumpkin carving family. I sort of have a remember. Yeah, memory of that. When we were first dating, we went to some sort of pumpkin carving event, and you know, like everyone's just doing their thing, and he was just kind of quietly carving along. And I didn't think anything of it. And then when we did our reveals, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, how? So, um, but yeah, Good I think. Job, Michelangelo. <laughs> holidays, they go hard in the Wattenhofer family. So it's in his blood. He loves whittling up a pumpkin. He does. Um, I don't have a lot for my parting shot, except to say that it was great. It was great to live when reality still existed and now oh, it boy. doesn't exist anymore. It's going to be hard. The world is going to be a tough place going forward when there is no such thing as reality because people can just say shit and it doesn't matter and no one cares. And once you say it, you can't unsay it and people just tend to believe it. And I'm specifically referencing, of course, all the shit that came out this weekend with poor Nancy Pelosi's husband who got hit in the head with a hammer. 
guy is 82 years old. It's crazy. He's older than my mom by a little and younger than my dad by a little. Let me tell you, thinking about those people getting hit with a hammer is like, that is fucked up. Yeah. And Well, also, don't hit anybody with a hammer. This is true. Uh, his skull was fractured. He's in the ICU. Let me tell you something. You do not want to be in the hospital ever. Like everybody's like, oh, he's going to be fine. He's going to come through. We don't know that. Yeah. The hospital is a dangerous place, especially when you are an elderly person mm-hmm. because sick people go to the hospital. There's all kinds of infections in there. Who knows what could happen? Um, but then all the stuff yeah. that came out about that it, it wasn't. It was like his gay lover or the something. The guy was saying, where's Nancy to make sure she wasn't home or to get her involved in their sex play. This is just completely fabricated stuff, yeah. completely made up. And yet 35% of the country now knows that's the God's honest truth. It's insane. I know. And it's, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I you know, it's, I don't know what the answer is because how do you how do you stop shit from that like that from happening? And it's it's because there are people it benefits to make sure that nobody knows what the truth is. Well, also if people start saying like, "Hey, these conspiracy theories that Fox News pushes mm-hmm. pushes people to be." violent and and sort of radicalizes them mm-hmm. it they might stop and think about the media that they're consuming and what it means but they can't do that it can't be that it can't be that it can't be right wingers cuz right wingers are good it has to be something like eh. yeah and 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 there's a whole yeah, there's a million different aspects to it. But one of the things is people go, I mean, I saw, I saw it. I saw these fucking politicians who know Better, that they're lying. Yeah. He, they know that they're not telling the truth. But it's like, this we don't guy, have all the answers. This guy was radicalized. He's, he's violent. Do you think it has anything to do with it? Well, this all started with the protests about George Floyd in the summer of 2020. That's when things really started to get out of control and get violent was when people started burning down cities all over the country because they were protesting against this guy who died of a fentanyl overdose. And, you know, and it's like, Oh my God. Or the other talking point was two things. Uh, What about Steve Scalise? A Democrat shot Steve Scalise. And the thing that nobody ever brings up is that the day after Steve Scalise was shot at a baseball game, Nancy Pelosi came out with Paul Ryan and put out a joint statement. The two of them together, the the, the leader of the Democratic... That's another thing. The leader of the Democratic Caucus and the Republican Caucus came out together and said, this is inappropriate, unacceptable. People can't do this kind of thing. And that just, it's not happening in this case. No, it's not a thing anymore. It's like, well, what about what happened with Steve Scalise? Yeah. What about what happened with Steve Scalise? And the fact that everybody came out on the same side of that and said that was wrong. That was a hundred percent wrong. 
And when Steve Scalise was shot, nobody was like, well, what about what happened with John F. Kennedy in 1963? You know, what, a, what about what happened? shot that guy right in the head? <laughs> um, what about what happened with William McKinley? Come on. Uh, but, but, and I'll just, the other thing is, is for, for, for me to spend my entire life hearing about the Democratic Party and now for it to be such a specific thing that people who are not Democrats have to say the Democrat Party. It just rubs my ear the wrong way every time I hear it, that they have changed this word as a way of manipulating language, manipulating ideas, manipulating perception, manipulating associations. And it's like, why, why? That's just a way that you describe this party for 50 fucking years and now all of a sudden you're going to call it something else because the word democratic is too kind and sounds like a good thing. We're going to say Democrat instead. It, it, it's, I know it's a weird thing, but every time I hear it, it just, it, it, it bothers me so much and people should care about what bothers me. <laughs> Everyone should care about that. <laughs> It was nice to live in reality. It was nice to live in democracy. Those things are over. We'll see what comes next. The end. Cheery ending. <laughs> Smash that like button. Hit, hit subscribe. Hit the bell. Ring the bell. Bonk it. Toss it. Smack it. <laughs> Smack it up. Rub it down. <laughs> Uh, folks, this has been The Long Shot. It is a podcast, or is it? We don't know what it is anymore because we don't know what we still, we have more questions. is anymore. Yeah. Um, watch the next episode of La Brea, episode five. We will discuss next week. We'll find out, I'm guessing, we'll find out next week, at least, if not who Gavin's father is, at least several of the suspects. Could it be... Hmm. Could it be the nerdy geologist who says well-renowned and who has Australian pronunciations of certain words, even though he's supposed to be American? Could it be mm. that guy? Uh, could it be son of cop who's about to hook up with? Oh, uh, she ended up having, uh, I wish I could remember. I wish my memory is better, but she was having sort of like a romantic moment with someone else at the end of the episode and the, son of the, the older sister girl uh-huh, who is girl? now younger. Um, mm-hmm. So son of cop was like wistfully looking at her as the sun was nice. setting. Nice. You always want to make it complicated. It wasn't Scott. Was it? She wasn't like, I don't, you know, I honestly don't ankles really turn me on. I don't so think so. But like that, oh, that's weird because I'm just a guy who likes to get stoned and I know where, there's a giant, mar- uh, ginormous. They kept saying ginormous.
I started too soon Like wanting you back And spending my cash on things I don't use At a tiresome rate And listening 